Hi, and welcome to Housewives of True Crime. Welcome. Welcome. I am Tabitha. Give me Dateline, White Wine, and I'll pick up your kids in the carpool line. The next day, right? Yeah, the next day. Okay. And I am Gretchen. I like White Wine, True Crime, and In Bed by Nine because I have a lot of stuff to do in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) We are Housewives of True Crime. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to Housewives of True Crime. It's a bonus edition. (laughs) Today, we're really excited to have a guest on, and we kind of said it on our Panic Party podcast yesterday that this is a special bonus edition, and I think it's something that everybody should listen to. So we have a special guest named Alexis. I actually, I think Alexis, she's on now. You could say hello. So Alexis, I think I started following your Instagram maybe before you followed us. Do you remember? It was last year around the time you guys started doing this. Yes. You followed before. I think I did. So Alexis also has really awesome Instagram. It's full of fashion and beauty and everything I love. And I think that's why I found you. And on a professional side, she is a teacher and educator, which I also adore now more than ever before. Yeah, we really miss (laughs) teachers. And it's one of those professions, you know, that I know that I don't. Could never do. do it. (laughs) (laughs) And during the riots, you have also been really open and honest and have used your platform to speak out, which I totally admire. Gretchen and I were outraged when we saw the George Floyd murder and immediately were texting one another like that we were disgusted. And honestly, like I wanted to throw up, like, how could this happen in our society now? So you reached out to us after we made a statement And I want to just reread that statement and kind of go through it with you and maybe talk about our intention behind it and how you heard. And what I just really want, I just really want to have a really open conversation, honest about all of this, because it's so difficult right now. And I just want you to know that our decision in what we said was because, I mean, we didn't even record Panic Party because we just sat home and sobbed watching the news all week. And we didn't want to make light of it because we can't, we make light of everything right. on this podcast. So anyways, I'm going to read the statement. So what we said was, hey, guys, we don't want to make light of any of the current events. And it has been weighing heavy on our hearts so much so that we don't see ourselves fit to discuss it. So we just want to put it out there that our hope is that all the voices of equality, inclusion, justice, and peace are being echoed enough for all of us to heal and change. Okay, Alexis, (laughs) this is your turn. (laughs) So for the past couple of weeks, I guess, like on Mondays, you know, I told you I listened to you like every single Monday. You are absolute the highlight of all of my Mondays. (laughs) And so I've just been waiting, 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 you know, are they going to say something? Are they going to say something? And then on Monday, when I heard that, I'm like, yeah, they said something, but then it's almost like they're saying something, but saying they're choosing not 
to talk about it, you know? So to me, I just felt it's, it was honestly, it's kind of a weird thing. I almost feel like we're friends. So I almost felt like betrayed. Yeah. That's why this conversation is perfect. Cause it is like, you like, know, and, and, so I'm like, Oh my God, my friends are not even going to say like something. <laughs> I think it's just been like a combination of, of a lot of different things. I mean, I've explained to you like my workplace situation. I'm the only person of color, even in my life, my, my whole friend group that I've been friends with since elementary school, all I'm the only person of color. So during this time, it's just been really rough trying to navigate that and see what where my place is. I know that I shouldn't be the voice of the entire black community, but I know that I can I can only right. speak to my truths and what I've experienced and how what I'm experiencing experiencing now. And so, yeah, I just felt like the need to reach out and say, you have this wonderful platform that there, I'm sure there's other women just like me that listen, you know, and of course. just to feel like, you know, we have your support. It, it just like, just would mean the world, you know? So. Well, you do 100%. And I'll tell you what is that it's really flattering that you even thought we should talk about it on this platform because we don't think of it as that <laughs> Right. <laughs> <laughs> and so we didn't really think anyone would notice that we're not, you know, we wanted to say we support the movement, which we 100 percent do. I don't even want to. I don't want to raise my children in a world where there's not an uprising when a man is right. murdered while yeah. people watch. Mm -hmm. And I don't want things to go back to normal. I want things to go some other way. A new way. But at the same time, I think we're just where we are, which as I'm sure you are, you're in Oakland, I'm, right? I'm, I'm in San Jose. In San Jose. Okay. So the Bay Area. So just watching all these places burn yeah. down and everything is scary. And it's like, I mean, just being completely honest, it's like I didn't want to come on the podcast and articulate that I was afraid or sad about watching these communities burn down because I don't want that to come off like I'm not supportive of right. the movement, but that's how I was feeling. And so I'm really an open book. And I felt like if I can't convey how I'm feeling, then I just shouldn't say anything. I understand that. And it's hard conversations to have because not everyone, it's so weird that not everyone is going to agree with your feelings, right? And I completely agree with everything you're saying. I, I understand. And I honestly, I felt the same way, you know, it took me like a week to say something, you know, I was just trying to kind of trying to come to terms with what was going on and explaining it to my kids, you know, and just really watching and listening as well. And I... I was scared too. I was scared. I, I don't know how to really put it into words. I was scared to say something on my Instagram. And I also, I have a way bigger following on TikTok. And so, and people were just going crazy on that platform, you know, um, black creators. And so yeah. I just didn't know what my place was to really speak about because I don't see myself as an activist in any way, like ever in my life. But I do know that I have I had the platform to do that, you know, like I have yeah. so many followers on Instagram, but over 400,000 on TikTok, whereas, and so I knew that I felt like it was almost my job to tell these people, like, this is what I'm experiencing. I don't know what everyone else is experiencing, but if this is what they're mad about, I can see, I can understand why they feel the way they do, because I know that I've experienced some things in my life as well. And so 
like I said, I don't like to think of myself as like an activist and I'm out here like speaking out on all these different social injustices, but I do like to think that I'm able to tell people like this is my experience and you're saying that these things don't exist, but I'm telling you it's a real thing. Like this is an event in your life right now. You guys are viewing it on TV and it's like an event, right? But this is things that people are living. This is their life every single day. Yeah. You can just turn yeah. the TV off and be like, oh, I don't see that anymore, you know, but I can't wake up in the morning and all of a sudden decide I'm not a black woman, you know? Yeah. So, right. Yeah. I mean, I have experienced racism like firsthand where people that I was around were racist individuals, you know, and I have no desire to have any of that in my life. And I have cut off people right away. Like you are not going to be, you're not going to follow me. You are not going to be involved in my life. I will never speak to you again because I have no place for that. I do have a question for you, Alexis, because raising my kids, I have always raised them to not even like, I don't, I don't differentiate anybody. You know, I treat everybody the same. My son has, you know, he's um, on Roblox and he has created his little avatar and his avatar is black. Like he just, that's what he likes, you know? (laughs) And, um, and I've never, I would never say anything about that. I think it's awesome. But is that not like, what do you think about that? Is, should we discuss it? It's okay. I I mean, obviously people want, you don't want your kids to differentiate between different races or types of people, right? But you should explain to them that there are differences that, you know, he's going to be treated in a different way than let's say a little black boy, you know, Mm -hmm. it's just, it's just the way of the world and the way it is, but you can't explain that that's not right. Right. And people are going to do that because to completely shield them from it, I feel like, because I even feel the need to do that with my kids, you know, like I want to shield them from it. And, but I can't, I can't do that. Especially like, you know, I was having a conversation with my dad about my son because he, he's very confused because he's mixed. He's only 25% black, a quarter black. Mm -hmm. His dad is white. So you can, I mean, you, he just doesn't have the same features as I do, you know? So my dad was telling me like, it's a sad, it's sad to say, but you know, maybe he will look more white for the rest of his life. So he can have that type of experience as opposed to like Mm -hmm. my daughter who looks more like me who probably won't have those same experiences you know and it's just it's a sad thing to say and a a sad realization but it is true like you need to tell them that there are differences you know there's there are differences do they have to treat people different because of those differences no but it is where it's just i don't know it is. Honestly, it's a hard it's a hard thing to balance because my kids go to a pretty diverse school. And this year during Martin Luther King Day, their teacher did this whole thing. And my kids came home and said, you know, do you know that there's people that can't use the same bathrooms and there's people? I didn't even tell them. I said, yeah, that, you know, that happened and, and that's not OK. But I didn't even want to tell them like they don't realize they go to school with some of those kids. And I didn't want to point it out right. to them because I didn't want them to start thinking like, oh, you're different. You know, can we, because they right. don't even know. Exactly. No, I get it. But they have to. But they have mm-hmm. to. That's what you're saying. So this is like, this is the like awakening, like the conversations that we need to have. 
because I'm watching the news. I watch it all. I watch Fox. I watch CNN. I watch the local news. I watch it all. And honestly, on Fox, all you see is violence. Mm-hmm. That's what that's yeah. what they're portraying. On CNN, all you see is peace. And they're not acknowledging that any of this is is happening. And I'm thinking at this time where we all need to come together more than ever, can somebody just yeah. tell the truth? Both are occurring. Mm-hmm. I mean, thankfully, it seems like it is actually more peaceful peaceful protests. And I'm so grateful that it has continued. And, you know, the looting and everything has stopped. Businesses are reopening and the protests are continuing. It's beautiful. But we have to talk about it. We can't act like the other side is not happening. I know. I I don't know. I think just for me too, like just in the last few days, just Googling things and reading I I never did that before, like before all this, like reading about what's happening and why it's happening and just even the history of it. Because I think people automatically assume, oh, like all black people know the history of black people or why all these things are occurring. Right. Like, you know it because you live it. But but I don't I I don't know everything. You know, I don't have all the answers. And I and I do want to like seek out that information. Like, why is this happening? What is the history behind all of this? And I think that that takes, that helps too, you know, just reading, you know, and a lot of people right. don't, don't do that. It's just seeking out the information on your own without people telling you, you know, cause we're so used to that. Right. Cause we can get on Instagram and scroll. We can get on TikTok and scroll. We can get on Facebook, which is just a nightmare these days and scroll. And, but like just seeking that information your, yourself, I think, is also just super helpful. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I want to tell you, I was talking long time ago when I was in college, I had one of the guys in my class, he and a friend of mine, he was black and he was telling me, and this is kind of the first time that I actually realized the difference. He was like, cause I, cause I, I'm not racist, but he was like, have you ever been in a car? And when you're always, when you see a cop, you know, you're going to get pulled over. Like you just know because you're black that you're going to get pulled over. And he's like, every single time he's like, I see a cop, I get pulled over. And cause he's, you know, he was in college and he's not in like a fancy car. And, right. and I was like, holy shit. Like, no, like we don't, you don't experience that as a white person, you know? But I'm sure that probably 99.9% of black people do. Or black men. Yeah. It's just a different feeling. And I think um, I like to tell people at work too like, imagine you come to a workplace or school every single day and you're the only person that looks like you. Like, could you imagine that? Imagine coming to work and your entire community is black and you're the only white person there every single day. But to, to me, that would be odd, even just thinking about it and saying it. But that's my life. Every but that's day, your reality. Right? Yeah. But I don't even think about it. I mean, just because that's what I've always experienced. I mean, you you probably see, I mean, like, and kids recognize it too. Like, how many Black educators have they had in their entire life? Like, I teach high school, and a lot of my kids will say, you're the first Black teacher I've ever had. And these are 12th graders. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I live in the Bay Area, right? And so, and people would think of that as like a melting pot, right? Yeah. But 
it's not, I, even when I worked in Oakland, I was one of the few teachers of, of color. It's just, it's just something you don't see very much. I don't know. So it's just a, I don't know. I never think about the, the differences in that way. Like this might be super odd to some people, obviously, like if you were the only white person working in this community, but to me, it's yeah. like my I- everyday I did grow up in a predominantly Hispanic neighborhood as a child, and I was one of the only white girls in in my elementary school. And so I did get a little bit of, I was called like a white tortilla. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> and then I'm not going to say it was a big deal at all because I'm sure it was just silly, stupid stuff that kids do as like a kid. But so, you know, I, I, do know that there is, I did know that I was different at that point in that school. So you're saying you can empathize. Yeah, but I don't think I have any bit bit. of what it's like normal, you know, on an everyday basis, for sure not. Well, I'll tell you, I mean, I consider myself pretty woke and (laughs) like, but some things have shook me and I want to be able to, to talk about them because I do feel like being able to talk about this stuff is these are the conversations we have to have to move forward. And like Tab and I were talking when the Ahmad Abri mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. happened and we go through, you know, just like we do with cases like, OK, he did this. Yeah, he was wearing these shorts. He was running, blah, 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 blah. Like, let's listen to all sides. And I'm like, dude, I do that <laughs> shit all the time. I'm so nosy. Like I would totally like I go running all the time. I am totally about looking at a construction site. I want to see what what your what's going on with your house yeah. if you're not there. Oh my god, my husband. Okay, so we And then and I would have never and I'm like that and you know what? That is what white privilege yeah. is. I have never worried that someone is going to chase me in a car that someone is going to and that they feel entitled that they could do more than call the police because I was Mm -hmm. trespassing. There's so many times where we have looked at construction sites where we're like, oh, this looks fun. You know, we're not going to say anything incriminating because her husband gets real mad, but we're just, (laughs) you know, but it doesn't matter if he was looking at it or he wasn't looking at it. That's also what Gretchen and I were saying. It doesn't matter. It's me. It wouldn't, it would, it just wouldn't have happened. No, it wouldn't have happened, but it shouldn't have happened. That's the thing. It's like these things that are are outrageous. And the fact that people aren't the fact that people are still doing shit like this is is bananas. The entitlement. Yeah, it's it's yeah. It's fucked. It's okay. Sorry. <laughs> and um <laughs> So where do we go from here? Where do you see Alexis like what Here here before we yeah. get to where we go from okay, here? Tell me. <laughs> I want to say what is currently going on on my social media is we just had the George Floyd funeral yesterday. So I'm seeing, I see two sides. I see people, you know, paying tribute to it, you know, and then I see people that say, okay, what about all these other people that have been killed since all of this happened? And I think personally, what I think is, I want the whole story told. I want that there was this movement and I want all these people that have been casualties of this right. movement to be brought along with it. They deserve that too. You know, I do feel like people are missing the point of why the Floyd funeral was such a 
momentous occasion. Right. How do you react to those people who say, well, what about, you know, what about David Donner? Well, I agree. Like, I think that those people should get just the same amount of attention. But at the same time, there's just so many. How do you... How do you encompass every single person? I mean, I think that people would like to think that what's going on right now and the whole George Floyd, he's at the forefront of it right now, right? Because that's the name that everyone's using. I would, my hope would be that he would be a symbol of all of those people and how a country Mm -hmm. came together and was able to protest peacefully and like make some changes, you know? I, I, w- I wish, I wish that everyone's name could be heard, but there's so many, how do you, how do you do it? Yeah. You know? Yeah. How do you do it? I don't know, I hope we can find a way. Everything is new. Yeah, no, it really is. Everything is new. And now it feels like we're seeing all these people who are getting like, I mean, I know we're trashy, but like we watch Vanderpump Rules, right? <laughs> Have you seen this? <laughs> so. Well, I don't watch the Vanderpump Rules, Vanderpump but you Pump do. Rules have some some racist comments, mm-hmm. you know, in their past, and they got fired. Yeah. And this is happening over and over. It's yeah. like the Me Too movement is uh-huh. happening, and I'm good with that. I mean, it's like clear it out. Yeah. If you don't have skeletons in your closet, you should not be worried. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but that that that's that's where we're at. I mean, that's what we're gonna start seeing. But I think that's good. I think that it's a good wake up call. Like, you guys, I literally have friends that think that there's no such thing as racism. Like, that's the post that I've been, these people that have been my friends since elementary school, the posts that I'm seeing on Facebook, I can't even get on Facebook anymore because it makes my blood boil. It's hard, right? Yeah. But it's just like, to, like, I watched a video, someone, one of my friends posted a video yesterday of, um, it was a video with Morgan Freeman, Lil Wayne, and Denzel Washington all speaking to the fact that they felt like they've never experienced racism. Like this was the rhetoric of that video, right? And then I look in the comments and all these people, oh yes, this is wonderful, I'm gonna share it. So I'm like, are you guys kidding me? All I could type was just like, wow, this is crazy. Or one of my friends even told me like, you know, I didn't even know racism existed anymore because you never complain about it. So because the one black person you know in your life never complains about it, (laughs) that means that it it doesn't exist. It's just like, open your eyes, you know? And I feel like a lot of my friends are scared to have the conversation, you know, because I I would send it to one friend and they're like, oh yeah, you know, so-and-so sent me this video already yesterday telling me, like arguing with me about it. I'm like, well, how come she didn't ask to talk to me about it? You know, because they don't want to hear what I have to say. Yeah. I think also (laughs) living in... California is so much different than living like I went I won't say the states but I've been to some states where it is clear as day you know it's a different vibe I mean I was down in I don't care I'll call them out like I mean I was in Louisiana I don't think that it like deep in the the bayou when my husband was down there for the oil spill and I was disturbed because I I talk to everyone Mm -hmm. everywhere I go. And I came back like, this is the most uncomfortable thing. Every Black person that I made eye contact with and said, hello, like, look the other way. Like, there was no, we didn't talk. I mean, that was like, when that happened 10 years ago, I was like, what? This is not California anymore. 
yeah, but I mean, it does happen here, you know, and I, I, I think my friends are, I'm originally from Tulare, California, which is like 30 minutes south mm-hmm. of Fresno. So, mm-hmm. um, a lot of, I think a lot of my friends just choose to ignore it because our entire lives, we grew up in Tulare and there is literally a, a slum of Tulare where only people of color live. Like, and I'm talking like some of their floors are still dirt. Right. And everyone in Tulare knows about this place. Right. But only people of color live out there. So to me, you're living with your eyes closed. If you're trying to tell me that your entire life, we grew up in an area where it is in your face all the time. You're just choosing to ignore it. Yeah. You're choosing not to see it. Choosing not to see it, but it exists. You, you, you're literally living It's true. It's really easy to like stay put in our bubbles. One of the other things that was brought to attention is our friend. um, Well, I don't know if we call her a friend, but our acquaintance, (laughs) (laughs) Heather McDonald. Um, But I mean, she could be our friend. We want to be friends with you, Heather. (laughs) But um, we went to dinner with her. Yeah. Yeah. More than once, I think. So um, she posted an experience that she had, which really resonated with me, that was really one of those this moments since all this has started that I've been like, I have to admit, I've never thought about that. And that was that her friend, she had a friend moved to the neighborhood or whatever, mm-hmm. and she took her son around door to door and introduced him to all the neighbors. And her son was like 13 years old and Heather has a son the same age. And so she was like, dude, why, why are you doing that? Like, you got to go door to door to make new friends. And she's like, I'm black. My kid's going to be around this neighborhood and he wears hoodies and I don't want anybody to call the police on him. And I thought like as a mom that just like makes you cry. It's yeah. Yeah. I have no, I have never had to think about something like that. I can't. And people need to acknowledge that. You know what? I would like to think that wouldn't happen and right. that wouldn't be necessary in my neighborhood, but I don't really know. Yeah. And people don't, that's just, just simply acknowledge it. Like it, nobody's asking people to agree with the fact that that's the way things are. Right. But just acknowledge this. If I'm telling you this is happening in my life, you know, or I'm having these conversations with my own children, like you can just simply acknowledge that this is the way it is. That life is. Yeah. Yeah. That we have to have these conversations. No, for sure. Yeah. It's hard. They're hard conversations. They really are. I, I, I don't know. And it's hard sometimes to put into words. And I, and I told you, too, it's just like even being a person of color, I just feel like it's hard for me. You know, it's uncomfortable. I I don't I don't want to come across a certain way. Right. Or like I just want it's just a hard thing. So it really just takes some time to, like, think. About. Do you ever feel like you're changing yourself ever because you're worried about what people will think of you? Like, for instance. My entire life. Yeah, your entire, entire life. life. My entire life. I, I mean, I think that outwardly, I mean, I've had this conversation with people too. Outwardly, you know, I think people see one thing, you know, like my, my hair is always done. My makeup's always done. I, I, you know, on social media, it is good. What they see, you know, but I, but on the inside, it's like always like, oh my gosh, do I need to be this way because of this or this way because of that? It's just, it's like, it's always going through my mind. Mm-hmm. And I, I, sometimes like to chalk it up to, oh, these are insecurities, but maybe this whole time they haven't been insecurities. Maybe it's just the fact that I know that I'm black and there's certain things that you're 
a certain way that you're supposed to look, right? Or or be or act. And um, yeah, I don't know. But yes, it is. Mm-hmm. It's definitely a feeling. Yeah. Okay. So as an educator and a mother, I mean, we're all mothers. How, where, how, where do we go from here? Talk. Talk about it with your kids. Talk about it with your students. I've been having these conversations with my kids. I mean, I've had so many of my students reach out to me and just um, to talk and say, you know, we stay, we're staying off of social media for now, but now we're back on and we want to do this, this, and this. My, you know, there's a group of kids at my school that started a diversity council and they go in and they social distance, but make signs and put them on our school because our school campus is right on a trail where people can walk behind it. And so they put all the signs in our windows. So as the people are walking down the trail, they see all these signs, you know, and I think it's just educating, you know, talking about it. And a lot of times it's like, I keep saying it, but it is hard conversation to have, but you have to talk about it and not be silent. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that you, you made the point, which is um, earlier that we have to acknowledge that we, we are different and that is, that is okay. It is okay. It is okay. I think that's where it was like uncomfortable because it's like, is it okay to say that we're different? Is it okay? Like, where do we, how do we differentiate our differences and say that it's okay to be different and, but it's not okay to treat anybody different. That's what it is right there. It is okay. to. You should write a book. You should write a children's book. (laughs) You should write a children's book. You're the educator. Let's, Let's get it moving because I think the conversations do need to start young mm-hmm. so that it's a regular it's a regular thing and we all just have to figure out how we're going to navigate through this stuff cuz I mean I've kept my kids I'll admit like really sheltered from from everything because what? I'm cuz I'm I don't know what to say cuz she likes staying in the closet <laughs> I just I let you know and some people might think I'm crazy but I let my kids watch the George Floyd video. I let them see it, you know, and I and I I mean they were horrified obviously, you know, my daughter's 11, my son is 8. But also that same night I heard my son on Xbox Live explaining to his friends about it, you know, telling them about it. That's great. So they're listening, you know, yeah. they you might think they don't get it and you do have to be super careful about the things that you say, but he listens and he, he, but like I said, he's still kind of a little bit confused. He doesn't understand. Um, but he, he is listening and I can't, we can't shield them from everything, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. I hope that what the movement provides, like the lessons I want to, my, I have a son that's autistic. And um, so we're always talking about, you know, and I have two other twin girls that are a year older that you have to stick up for each other. Mm -hmm. And I hope that what comes out of this by having these conversations is that because for the first time, really, since all this, I don't feel like it's my place to say anything, to ever post anything about Black Lives Matter or or anything like that. It feels it it just didn't feel comfortable for me, whether or not, you know, I agreed with it. But with this movement now, I feel like Hell yeah. You know, I, we all have a voice. We are all in this together. We can all say something. Definitely. So I hope that part of the message that we can portray to our children is that you, 
you have an opportunity to stand up for people. That's what I want you to do. Like, we're different. And if you see any injustice, you stand up for your friend. And you say something. Yeah. Yeah. And you say something. You see something, say something. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. If that's one takeaway you could take away, you have to say something. The silence is never, you know, never going to solve the problem. You have to say something. So that's where we went wrong in our original <laughs> statement. Sorry. <laughs> so, so we apologize, and we're happy that you were willing to talk no, to us all. and open it up so because much. it really so is gen- genuinely. We just would never want to come off as because uh, we just we would never want to be insensitive or anything, or that we were, you know, fleeing from something difficult when it's a conversation that needs to be had. Yeah. And when you wrote me, I was like, so my heart like sank because I also feel like we're friends. I mean, <laughs> I love looking at everything that you do. And then when I told Gretchen, I was like, okay, so we just got this um, email from Lex and, and she's like, Lex exercising. Remember when you <laughs> I was like, yeah. And I was like, yes. I'm like, and, um, and so you and there's another uh, girl named Wendy that's been really um, vocal with us too, and from the beginning, huh? And and so I I appreciate both of you, and um, but yeah, my heart dropped when you sent me that. I was like, no, I'm like <laughs> you, like I don't want to lose you as my friends. Like no, you cannot think so that odd about to me. Never meet someone, and I just felt like, oh my god, these people are my friends. Yes. And I felt the same way. I follow you. I love you. Um, I've never done TikTok, but now I think I am because of I you. I got to get on there. It's the new thing. I'm telling you, I never get on Instagram anymore. The only reason I've been on Instagram is because of all of the things that have been happening, you know, just to put stuff out there on that platform too. But I know I've noticed that by the way, I was like, where is she? I know. It's because I'm on, I'm always creating content for TikTok. I don't have time. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Yeah. You know, somebody told us about TikTok yeah. way long time ago. Remember, Stacey? I think we're old. We got to no, like get I'm as old as you. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'm going to be 30. You're cooler. Oh, happy you're gonna be what? I'm going to be 36 this month. Well, you're still younger than You us. are not as old as me. <laughs> I'm 42. <laughs> well, okay. Yeah, you look 42. I thought we were saying age. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> it's the lighting in the closet. <laughs> Yeah, I know a lot of people think that, but I'm telling you, there's adults on there. You just got you got to search a little bit, but there are. It's good. It's the new wave. I'm telling you. All right, we're gonna check it out. We're gonna check it out. Oh, I want to say one more thing too, because um, you know, if not now, when? Um, you know, a conversation that Tabitha and I have, we try to mix it up. The crimes we cover, right. and we don't cover a lot of crimes that involve. African-Americans. And I want to tell you why. They don't cover them. There's not a lot written about them. Right. It's really, so there's not enough info. We can never find, we have gone down this road many times, but we can't find enough information because we're reading all the interviews and stuff like that. So we can portray like how people are feeling. That's part of our whole deal. But if we can't, if they didn't go interview, they you know, this missing girl's parents or whatever, if nobody ever bothered to do that, then we don't have anything to work with. Right. So that's another. But, um, and that's a real tragedy. Yeah. But really, they don't, these crimes, they don't get the same attention. They really don't. 
but then but then black people are portrayed as being the ones that that do all the crimes right <laughs> so which if you listen to our podcast know. you know it's always the white male <laughs> <I know. laughs> like it doesn't add up you know yeah. or the jealous white female uh-huh. that is who you really got to look out for the best one yeah. those because they're silent but deadly yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> I want to tell you something that I did bring up to Gretchen that I saw on somebody else's um, Instagram, which really uh, kind of puts this into perspective in terms of criminals. Is um, it says same crime, same courtroom, same judge, same day, different results. There was a kid uh, named Chase. He was 19, armed robbery, pled no contest. He got two years in county jail. There was Lamar Lloyd. He was 21, no contest, 26 years in prison. Oh my God. That's bananas. That's bananas to me. That's crazy. 26 years for armed robbery, regardless, is so crazy. I mean, we see murderers, you know, get eight to 10 all the time. Oh my gosh. I know. So, um, and then I just was also reading because I love, um, I love the Innocence Project, mm-hmm. and I um, love seeing people that are wrongly convicted get free. That is something that – this is actually how I got started in listening to podcasts. I I love listening to, like, Undisclosed and Truth and Justice. And yeah. um, so then I was thinking maybe I could start doing more of those cases too because there are cases, I mean, where – and and way more black people are convicted wrongly convicted than than white, mm-hmm. um, and so that is definitely something that we can look into doing. Also, yeah, we should. Yeah, I would love it. Yeah. So okay, we will. Um, <laughs> and feel free to feel free to you know throw us any any suggestions. Yeah. You know, we we love it when people do that. Then we don't have to look. Alexis, tell <laughs> tell people where they could follow you too. Okay, yeah. so you can follow me on Instagram. I'm Lex Loves, and on TikTok, I'm Miss Frost. Yes, and she's a friend on our Instagram. If you can't find her, you can like search our friends for Lex. And you are beautiful, and you have great <laughs> taste and great style. And I love your makeup tutorials. That's like. Gretchen's jam too. She loves every time I'm more. You should Oh my gosh, and nails. I could I go down a rabbit hole. I looked at your nails. The, oh! I was like, these are the press-ons that that <gasps> Kiss makes or impress manicure. Isn't that crazy? Oh, yeah. Uh, listen, I've got these um let me get it to the thing. Ooh. These nail stickers on. Oh, I like those. My nails aren't nice enough to put stickers on them though. That's why I have to Oh, you know what? My toenails are really whack. <laughs> and so I use um press on toenails I, and then I put the stickers on them I can't get the press on toenails to stay on I did try them oh, I'm gonna try them because my toenails are not cute either <laughs> well I use the kiss kind with the kiss glue yeah 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 yeah, yeah. and but that's you what you use those are so cute oh dang it mm-hmm. yeah, look. and you don't even have to go to the nail salon because we can't oh, do that right now on for so long everyone always asks me like but do they even stay on but they do they stay on for so long I don't know. And I do crazy stuff. I mean, I do dishes every day and exercise and, you know, mom stuff and they still stay on. That's so good. (laughs) Okay. We ask everyone that comes on the podcast, what are you, 
what what are you drinking? What are you drinking these days? <laughs> I've actually been obsessed with Moscow mules lately. Oh, I love that too. Oh, we love those. I love so good. Beer, but it has so much calories. I need to find Okay, guess what? That's a good calorie. There, there's a ginger beer. I have found two that is no calories. Zevia ginger beer is zero calories and it yep. tastes really good. It's Z-E-V-I-A. Oh, I think I know that brand. Um, and then there's the regular, I can't remember the brand, but it's just called diet ginger beer. It still has, I think maybe like 30 calories. That's better than like 170. Yeah. Like 170 for a little bottle. And then I bought the tiny cans and that was like 90 still though. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to have multiple. (laughs) So yeah. Yeah. So get the Zevia. That's I, yeah, I like that the best and it's zero calories. Okay, good. Yeah, that's good. and just a lot of fresh lime in there, oh, and it's really lime really makes everything yeah. go away. Yeah, the, yeah, the taste of everything go away. You're right. Yeah, so this is so good. I want to talk to you more. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Thank you so much for being no, on. For We're gonna try to get this out tomorrow. So oh, wow, yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so much. We totally appreciate it. And we're, we're hopeful. Yeah, we're hopeful for the future and moving forward. And this, you know, kind of gives us the charge to just say things on the podcast. We're just going to say it, whether it makes us uncomfortable or, or not just to keep the conversation going. Yeah. And we're going to talk to our kids. Everybody talk to your kids. Yeah. Seriously. You ain't got nothing better to do. (laughs) You're you're home. Seriously. All right. So clink, clink. Clink, clink.